and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what do people do? Like, I was so <laughs> close. I was in my head that I pulled it off the first time. <laughs> people should like, people should subscribe, people should check out our Instagram highlights. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's at Just Us Losers Pod. I suppose um, I should start putting things on there, shouldn't I? We should probably put some stuff on there if that's yeah. going to be the thing that we keep uh, keep promoting here. But Yeah, go look at our empty highlights. Now nah, I'll put stuff on there. I'll, yep. I'm going to set a reminder for myself to do stuff, or I'll try to actively think of it more. Yeah. I mean, it's true to form for us. We have no highlights. We are just a perpetual succession low of lights. lower and yeah. lower lights. <laughs> <laughs> we are low darks. Ha 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 ha. So funny. Peak comedy right there. Matt, what you been up to? Man in the High Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that take you so long? Deciding if I wanted to crush your spirit about your stupid joke, but... I don't. Man in the High Castle. Man in the, Man in the High Castle. Book or the, sh- the show? Yes. Yes. Did I finished finish the show. Yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> and I read the book over the past couple weeks. In addition to this episode. Yes. Which we'll, uh, we'll get into a little bit later. Yep. Uh, more of the content stuff there. But I'll, I'll, I'll talk about uh, what I liked. You had a question? Yeah. What'd you think? About the show. About the ending of the show. Okay. Hang on. Let's... Um... Let's talk about the show for a little bit Mm -hmm. as a whole and how it ended. So if you haven't finished Man in the High Castle, skip ahead. Gage is usually pretty good at putting timestamps and stuff. So, But we're going to spoil the balls off this We're going to spoil the balls off this. Uh, So just brace yourself. If you don't care, that's fine. Um, What do you think about the last scene? Literally the last thing to happen in the show. It... It's about the dumbest ending they could have chose, but also it was totally the trajectory of this show to not know what it was going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of fair in that pretext. I So do you remember what I was telling you when I finished it? Mm-hmm. Like my thoughts about it, how yeah. um, it's a show that does that throughout the entire show has answered questions mm-hmm. and then to end it on something like, ah, everyone's there. What is this? I guess. Yeah. It just, it makes no sense. I, yeah. wh- why? What's the point? What? It gets you asking questions, but the question is who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like what's, what's the theme they were going with? The whole thing they were going with is like, what's how, well, I guess, I don't know. It's just entirely incomprehensible to me on yeah. pretty much every level. Did you understand what I was saying? How like all the character arcs just kind of fizzle? Like the the climaxes, like yeah, t- uh, um, uh, Keto, mm-hmm. his court scene and the execution scene, like his kind of climax. Mm-hmm. I was my heart was literally pounding during that scene. Okay, I feel like that was a really really good climax, mm-hmm. but then just kind of like I guess that was the end of his. He didn't really do much after that, did he? I mean, he went and joined the Yakuza to save his son. I guess that's true. Yeah, oh, that's true. It's, yeah. It's sort of him atoning for his the sins of his past by sacrificing his future. It it worked for me in that sense, but I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I don't like the show. <laughs> All right. On the whole, like everyone around me really enjoys it. I, I wouldn't say I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I would as a whole, I agree. It's like it's, you know mostly forgettable mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't really remember anything that happened at any like I literally forgot what happened at the end of Keto's story. Yeah. Um. I think I just remember the feelings of the really tense moments. Okay. Uh, with the <coughs> um, Black Communist Party. Mm-hmm. That's who it was. B Revolution. Revolution. Um, BCR. Yep. Uh. Every time they were doing something stealthily, mm-hmm. like their heistish things, mm-hmm. I felt tense, and I really yeah. liked those scenes. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess the broader story, I agree, is not. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, I I enjoyed the one watch through. I have no inclination to watch it again. Yeah. Honestly, I probably would not have brought myself to finish it if I hadn't felt like I had to for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Obligation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it just, for me, the entire time, it felt like a show where, like, not even season to season, but, like, scene to scene, they didn't know where they were going with it. Yeah. It's I mean, just, they thought of an interesting moment, and they did the moment, and then they moved on. Yeah, the the connections between the big moments mm-hmm. were a little flimsy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm putting this at a five. Yeah, this is like a four or five for me. I'm probably on the upper end of the five. You're probably on like the lower end of the five. Like we're kind of yeah. at that, that threshold of, eh. yeah. <laughs> but I'm a little bit more, more accepting of it than I guess you are, which yeah. tracks. Yeah. I mean, sort of. except for far from home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch it again. I, I you, you'll get to it, right? Yeah. Doing your watch yeah, there. We're working on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, don't love the show. Don't care about most of the characters. Yeah. Keto's pretty good. Smith family's pretty good. But... How does it compare to the book? And so like, avoiding more of our discussion, which will happen next week. Right. Uh, in an hour for us. Right. But how did it compare to the book? Was it different? Like how? There are some characters. So the book is set in a world where the Axis won World War II. And there are some characters that have the same names. So similar to how Blade Runner is a is a blade runner is a much tighter adaptation really <laughs> yeah oh okay i <laughs> thought it blade was runner just... is a loose adaptation <laughs> jeez oh yeah well i mean that's yeah that's yeah that's what i knew okay this yeah is, yeah it's just completely different did you like the book i love the book oh it's right. great yeah i'll have to check it out i'll have to check it out yeah bart check it out from my my library, Your library. Two books here yes <laughs> which you can't you can see we're on video now yeah oh i should maybe I should sit up straight <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the book is, um, it's a, it's sort of similar. It follows a scattered cast of characters. It doesn't get wrapped up with so many different characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would, I'll tell you a little more later about the characters that are in it and aren't in it relative to the show. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting book. Um, so it's kind of similar. It has some similarities to the first season. Um, there's these characters and they're in this world, um, and there's a book that's out that's kind of um, subversively published and under under the radar. It's so it's like the, the films. Rank. It's like the films, okay. um, which makes sense. Uh, it's called The Grasshopper Lies Heavy, like mm-hmm. it is in the first season the film is. Um, and it's uh, a guy who imagines a world where um, the Allies won the war. Uh, and so people surreptitiously read the book. Um, and the book is in some sense uh, a part of it at least is kind of about it's a book about reading about itself being read it this is really it's hard to to figure out exactly how to put this into words but it's like um 
it puts itself the man in the high castle puts itself into the world in the form of the grasshopper lies heavy where it is an alternate history it's thinking about oh the it's a different world and so it's it's we would say bookception even though the that's a incorrect interpretation of what that word meant in that movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's yeah so it plays off within the the book and the book is the book within the book yeah in some sense so it's (laughs) it's taking a different perspective to get you thinking about alternate history and that's that's just a part of what's going on there's a lot of just like well the universe is kind of random and you can try to make sense about it right i mean that's really interesting that the we're reading a book as the reader reading man in the high castle you're reading a book about an alternate history of things that went wrong Mm mm-hmm of characters that are reading a book of things that went right. Right. And it's, how does that, how does that play? Cause it's, it's a different, uh, it's a different world where like, mm-hmm. literally it's a different mindset of reading the book. Yeah. Cause you're not reading the book as I wish this had happened. It's giving mm-hmm. me inspiration to go do something right. heroic. You're reading the book as literally entertainment mm-hmm. while the characters. So it's, it's a, it's a, the book itself is playing a role mm-hmm. that's, not the same as the book it's kind of flipped almost right yeah how does um, it do that do you think it it yeah i mean it's not really the main focus of the the book but it's, okay um there are parts of it where it does kind of get into stuff like that um uh one of the so characters experience it in different ways um some of the characters come at it just out of sort of academic interest they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah, this seems like if this series of events had happened, that seems like a plausible outcome, but this one doesn't make as much sense. Like me reading into conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Illuminati, sure. Yeah. But like, I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's it's just like, yeah, this is, this is interesting. It's just kind of speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some characters that are like, look this is this is a way of showing that the the world is not fixed we have the the choice we can remake the world and our image and that's something that you get a lot more from the show the show really leans into that theme of like hey if there is another world or if we can conceive of another world where this exists where the the reich was defeated the axis was defeated then that gives us something to strive for it shows that our our lot in life is not determined we can can fight for it and um the book is it's much more somber. Um, it's so there's not alternate worlds. No, there is one scene where one character kind of has a vision of an alternate world, and then it's gone. Wow. Yeah. That the show is not the book. No. <laughs> Barely like at all. The entire <laughs> center of seasons two through four. Yeah. Are the alternate world and getting there. Yep. So what's the story of the of of the actual book? Um, well, it's really the loosely interconnected stories of a few different characters, um, just kind of going about their business. You know, there's mm. you've got. Um, it's a little closer to slice of life than objective based. Yeah, more so. Um, so you've got like Frank Frank, and he's he's uh, making jewelry in mm-hmm. San Francisco, and you've got. Um, let's see, you've got. Uh, I can't do that. It'll give away my trivia question later. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you've got uh, Juliana trying to find the man in the high castle. Just they go on their little their little adventures, and it reveals something about the universe. Right. And sometimes they kind of intersect in interesting ways. Okay. Um, yeah, I really like it, but it is it's 
I'd say grimmer than the show. Um, I mean, the show does not shy away from moral atrocities. But, right. Um, it's just, it's a lot more restrained, I guess, which almost makes it more powerful. Hmm. Um, there's very little actual violence that happens in the book. So when it does come, it's kind of shocking and it's, yeah. Um, and you just, you kind of feel the weight of the oppression of the, the, um, the Reich and the, the Japanese. Yeah. It's less of like, ah, oh, the violence is happening. It's more of like the violence is the reality. So it doesn't have to address it. Yeah. Like you, we never address breathing because that's just a thing that happens all the time. So the violence and the mm-hmm. horrendous garbage that happens with the Nazis is literally mm-hmm. just, they don't address it because it's just a thing that yeah is the reality. There's a character who gets arrested at one point and he just kind of thinks to himself, oh, yeah, I'm going to die horribly. <laughs> so glad the Nazis didn't win. Yeah. That we know of. That's a dumb conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. But maybe they're on the moon. Uh, I almost got really political for a second. Sorry. I, uh, okay. <laughs> I almost just went to a different. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I, yeah, I don't think I can good conscience recommend the show, but I definitely recommend the book. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Anything else? One other thing, but, but it's, yeah. you'll you'll also have it. So hit your stuff. What have I done? Uh, I uh, so one thing happened this week that is kind of big, but also over. Over what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Overrated. The Oscars. Oh yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I forgot about it until I opened Facebook or something and saw yeah. just in this person won. Yeah. Something. It was like the first female of color to win best director. Yeah. And uh also best picture mm-hmm. and also best leading actress, I believe. Nomadland. I watched Nomadland. Oh. Which won best director, best picture and also best leading actress. Yep. Oh, that is a good movie. I really need to see it. Oh, it's so good. It's it just <sighs> Tell the folks what it's about. It it's is a about movie they haven't heard oh, of. Oh man, it's it's really hard to just talk about what it's about because it's like what it's about is the themes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about a character who is living <sighs> in a van after so basically the opening paragraph on the screen is there's a small town that was a um CMD CB CM uh, it's like brick factory. Mm. um that basically the entire town not even basically the entire town was that factory mm-hmm. uh the workers the entire econo- economy of that stuff but the factory shut down mm-hmm. and it's following one of the people whose husband worked at that factory and mm-hmm. now homeless mm-hmm. um and it follows her doing things uh just kind of living life but interacting it's it's uh, sort of slice of slice of life ish mm-hmm. uh it's pretty slice of it's kind of just a slice of life uh yeah. of just her coming across different characters with con- contrasting outlooks mm-hmm. um it's really hard to not just i mean it, it's that it's it's yeah. her coming across contrasting outlooks that um make you think about kind of how humans interact with each other and make and how and humans assume things about each other mm-hmm. uh it's a lot about human assumption stuff okay. like that and it's really just kind of it's it's somberish mm-hmm. but like 
It's hopeful in the sense that a LaCroix drink it tastes like a fruit. <laughs> it's it's passingly hopeful. Yeah. Um, I think is a way I can describe it. It's just it I don't know, it, it gets you Does it get you to ask the questions? Yeah, but no, it's, it's only, yes. then it's only pretty great literature. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I don't know. It's really hard to describe a slice of life film because mm-hmm. uh there's no uh the story climaxes in a really great way like the character arc and stuff like that. it's hard to because that stuff is really concrete and you can describe right how that stuff works but it's just i don't know the whole film is about a feeling and yeah and just kind of like a perpetual thought through the movie mm-hmm. and that it, it's just it's it's satisfying mm-hmm. um but it's I don't know. It's really hard to describe. It's I've tried to describe Patterson, which I don't think you've seen yet. I haven't, but it's uh, high on my list. It is textbook slice of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's hard to describe these. Yeah, because you could describe I don't know, Iron Man. It's fantastic because Tony starts in one place, goes to another place, and like he's got character arc, and the story yeah. is great, and the characters are blah 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 and stuff like that. But like, it's just it's hard to describe. No Man Land is just. No bad, no mad land. <laughs> no man lad. No man lad. <laughs> That's a new comic book character. Uh, it's just, it's so good. It's on Hulu for mm-hmm. free. Uh, yep. Well, yeah, I don't pay for Hulu. Like, just watch the whole thing. Um, by the way, props to Hulu for jumping on having all the recommendations of the Oscar winners just on their front on the f- the front page. Yeah. No other streaming service has. Doesn't Netflix? Nope. Unless it's been a, like, I haven't seen it in a couple of days, but okay, it was three days after the Oscars when I watched it and Netflix and Amazon prime didn't have any sort of opening or front page mm-hmm. category of it. Okay. Uh, but Hulu had it cool. like, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> they were ready to go. Props to them. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's great. I recommend it. Good. Uh, we've continued watching through Kaylin and I've continued watching through all the MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by continued watching through, we watched Thor, the dark world. Yay. Which I think I talked about, uh, it's, I have, I've seen it one time before and that was before I was able to critically watch a movie. And now I know what's wrong. I have three crucial points of what's wrong with that show from or what that what's wrong with that movie for me okay first one is the music is very similar to thor but not as satisfying it doesn't okay. it doesn't have like the resolution it's like still kind of that heroic but like it's darker but like not satisfying mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of a problem it's trying to make it more like feel make you feel more offset I guess, or like unsettled Mm -hmm. uh, because of kind of the themes of the chaos and stuff like that, I guess. But it just, it, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it and it didn't ring with me. Okay. Uh, It didn't resonate, I guess, music. Uh, Uh, Two is the villain is the worst villain in the entire Oh, they did him so dirty franchise. I uh, didn't realize that till I got to the, co- read a comic <laughs> with him in it, but he is an awesome character. I was telling Kalen about that, that you were describing that. Uh, yeah. It's every villain has some sort of either a sympathetic or understandable motive mm-hmm. or an interesting personality. 
Like, Obadiah Stane is just an evil dude, like, just wants to have power. Mm-hmm. But he's an interesting character. Like, he does interesting kind of behind-the-scenes manipulation. Yeah. Like, he's also... Jeff Bridges is just... <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's <laughs> Pulls it off fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this guy, um, Malekith, <laughs> wants revenge on the Asgardians. Revenge is fine. Sure. Depending on what the revenge is about. Wants revenge because the Asgardians stopped him from destroying the universe for no reason. His initial thing was, I it's a convergence and I want to send the ether through ambiguous wave to destroy the world, by the way. Yep. Uh, I want to just meet space plot device. <laughs> uh, I want to destroy all of the realms because, yeah, I, I want to destroy want to it. cover the universe in darkness. Yeah. And then the Asgardians stopped him and so he wants revenge crappy 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 motivation useless just horrible um what was my third one pacing uh i didn't have as much of a problem with the pacing okay um i think what was it oh well there was another one that because there were three things that i pointed out to kaylin and she went yeah because she loves thor so she's mm-hmm. a lot more forgiving on Dark World. Mm-hmm. But I pointed out those three, three things and she was just like, yeah, no, I agree. So there were clearly good critiques because someone who's forgiving was able to acknowledge that they were things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll think of it later, probably. I'm sure. Probably not. Uh, Coming next no. week, Preston remembers what he was going to talk about. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I do like, however, that it finally introduces the Infinity Stones properly. Yeah. It's the first thing to ever actually acknowledge their existence as a thing in the universe, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Yeah. Then I watched Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, it's oh. so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a good movie. I just it's all the it's just the Russo brothers know how to write a a, a plot with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. It's just everything that happens is all. And it also, it's a lot, it's really satisfying to watch. Go back and watch that after you've seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, because there's so many things that are just tiny little tidbits here and there. Like the book, they mm-hmm. mention Cap's book and him yeah. liking Marvin Gaye. And that's in the, sh- that's in the movie, like yeah. him having the book and Falcon and Sam recommending Marvin Gaye, a certain album. And he <laughs> writes it in his book. And then later in the movie, he, he's listening to that when Cap is like in the uh. hospital and he's listening to that album i didn't realize that was it that was such a big part in the movie it's just it's it it's retroactively just respect to its own universe and i just the fighting is fantastic and it's just the stakes it's it's like a a, a, the way i kind of put it in my brain is the the it's it's the culmination of a sub quest Mm-hmm. to the infinity saga is shields pervasiveness because it brings in the senator from iron man mm-hmm. was shield it brings in like it's just it's people from avengers that are important in avengers yep. uh it's like it retroactively applies to this subplot that's been happening and mm-hmm. resolves it and it does it in a way that's very clear. And then you go back and watch phase one. You're like, that guy's she or that guy's Hydra. That guy's Hydra. That guy's Hydra. Oh my God. Yep. But it just, it did a very great job of looking back at what's been established 
and taking advantage of all of the tiny little things that were in the like in, in the corner not fleshed out yeah and then giving that more meaning and it's just this this satisfying little like conclusion mm-hmm. to this thing uh and i can't wait to get to civil war oh, i do need to watch winter soldier again i think i've only seen it once and i feel very badly <laughs> i've watched it like 14 times <laughs> that is my favorite that is yeah i think it flips between that and civil war based on which one i watched most recently <laughs> <laughs> good answer <laughs> they're both nines for me i think okay. uh it's just i just it's so good and then we watched half of guardians and guardians is so much fun is it i like it i it's, don't <laughs> i think i shut my brain off i know you don't like it i shut my brain off and it's just it's fun if you say so yeah i like it we only got halfway through because Kaylin was tired when we watched it so i'm only halfway through it but mm-hmm. i uh, bet if it were civil war she wouldn't have only made it halfway through she didn't gone all the way through because it's great and guardians is not See, she, so she's a, it's a very good example of casual versus critical watching. Yeah. Um, she also doesn't really care for the action that much. She kind of like blanks out during the Mm. action scenes, which civil war, there's quite a few and same with winter soldier. There's quite a few. It's an action movie. It's an action movie. Um, I think the reason she's not a huge fan of winter soldier is because it's, it's so good because of the nuance. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really good nuance in that movie. Yeah. And it's not that it goes over her head. It's that she actively ducks below it. Yeah. And I, I use that because she's an incredibly brilliant woman. Of course. She just watches movies to escape thinking, yeah. which is, again, we've talked about this totally fine white reason to watch movies. Is it though? Yes. Because <laughs> we watch it critically. We want right. to think we want to we want to analyze and, and pick, nitpick it. And people always ask us like, oh, it just makes you dis- like, dislike movies. It's like, no, no. Winter Soldier is an example that we like that movie more than casual moviegoers. Yeah. It's such a good movie. <laughs> yep. Um, But yeah, I can't wait. Uh, uh, Guardians is finishing up Guardians and I think it's Ultron. Yep, that'd be, next. The, that'd be 2015. I can't wait. To, now Man. that I know who James Spader is, I cannot wait to just like experience mm-hmm. James Spader being Ultron. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've done that. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Captain a... Falcon and the American Soldier. Oh, my God. Do you watch with subtitles? Usually not. No. Do you know about what they did with the subtitles in the last episode? I don't. Okay. By the way, we're going to spoil Falcon and Winter Soldier. Spoilers gonna... for Falcon and Winter Well, let's do a brief non-spoiler. Oh. How'd you feel about it? I'm so, so good. Quite good. Oh my God. I, it's just, it, their characters are so good together. Uh, Zemo gets room to breathe that he didn't get yes. in Civil War. Uh, albeit the mask was unnecessary and just an Easter egg, There's I guess. A fan service. Uh, it the characters are for the most part, very understandable characters and where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you can see the holes in the show that are mostly there because of the pandemic. Actually fun fact. I don't know if you knew about that part. Is it the pandemic subplot that was written out? Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's it true. Really? Yeah. Well, cause they talk about vaccines. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Why we'll talk about that more in sure. spoilers, but um, it's just, it's so good. And it, it, I didn't like 
how long they waited for a certain character to get to what that certain character needed to get to. But then the moment it happened, it oh was boy. like, yep, we're good. Yep. 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 I, I agree. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And the, the finally getting Bucky having broken out of the winter soldier and getting kind of like the follow up to that, mm-hmm. his actual, like his personal yeah. connection to the winter soldier and how, like exploring how it's a, just a different entity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. Strongly recommend. Yes. Uh, spoilers. Let's spoil this thing. So the, the subtitles thing that okay. I was mentioning, uh, the moment uh, Sam says, I'm captain America. Anytime he talks, the captain captions say captain, like label it captain America. Nice. Like it uses Sam all the way up to the moment. He says, I'm captain America says Sam says I'm captain America. And then uh, from that point on, it's captain America saying things. Love it. Um, and there's just, it, it's who's, who's the showrunner for this? Because have you seen the news? I'm assuming you've seen the news. There's news? The showrunner is now directing and writing Captain America 4. Oh. You didn't see that? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that's happening. They're doing Captain America 4, and it's the showrunner, and it's totally great because he understands this, like, Sam and Bucky really well. Clearly. Malcolm Spellman, I think. That sounds vaguely right. He understands the characters really, really well. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see what he does with Sam being Captain America. Um, but it's, he also, they, they got the right person for this show. Yeah. Because it does the same kind of stuff. It's very Russo-y. Yep. Uh, just tiny little things that you only really notice. So like in Sam's little training montage, mm-hmm. anytime he's running and it's facing it, he's on the left side of the screen. So it saves room on the left side of him for on your left. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's stuff like that. And also like acknowledges that, Hey, catching the shield is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. And it kind of retroactively applies the impressiveness of it's, a, it's similar to that. Um, uh, what is it? Um, power by omission or uh, imp- like what's that? I, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it's, you only realize how awesome an example, how awesome Batman is mm-hmm. when someone else tries to do what Batman's doing. Yeah. Um, it's like that. It's well, actually a very good analogy is you only realize how good Captain America actually is when you see someone who doesn't have the superhero serum trying to do what Captain America did and struggling and yeah. training and still like making little mistakes here and there. Yeah. But, and they, whoever the choreographer was deserves a freaking Oscar, I guess Emmy because Corey, Corey, choreographing choreographing. I got it right. The first time <laughs> <laughs> screw you. Uh, <laughs> like just the little interactions between, falcon and the shield Mm -hmm. like how he like plays that basically like kicking and like using the shield and the uh and his wings to create a little like dome just yeah all the tiny things like watching him fight with the shield is just so much fun because it's like that is a cool way to use that shield yeah this really could have easily devolved into just a classic who can punch harder kind of thing but there's a lot of creativity squeezed out of not that much to work with right like in terms of interesting powers or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and I love when they do that, especially like in in game when Cap got the hammer. Yeah. And he threw the shield and or threw the hammer and then the shield and did the thing that they did in the forest yep. in Avengers. Just creative ways of using their powers. And I love that. 
and they did it so well. Yeah. Uh it's so good. Anyway. Anyway. What else? We should talk about the the subplot that you Pandemic, think was there. Yes. yes. Uh so there was an, an a, so you said you think it didn't it wasn't actually true. Right. So to fill in listeners, uh there was originally a subplot that basically the people that uh there was a pandemic during the blip during the five years mm-hmm. that or or something along the line there was a pandemic that had to do with uh the the people who either were not blipped or were blipped and the flag smashers were trying to deal with that in a way like they got vaccines because their mm-hmm. people were forgotten the people who got the blip were like got the vaccine it was basically the people who came back who got blipped Mm-hmm. We're getting spe- we're getting better treatment than the people who were there, and it was, uh, and it was all pandemic related, and so they needed to get they and so the flag smashers, the vaccines they stole in episode two, mm-hmm. had were for their people and Mama Donna or whatever mm-hmm. her, Donya. um, she died of that plague or of that pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's what that was all about, and so her blowing up the GRC. Yes, yep. GRC was more of a revenge because she was pissed off that Mom, Mama Danya died mm-hmm. rather than just uh, they're never going to listen. I'm just going to blow them up, mm-hmm. um, which I think. So you think it didn't happen? No, I mean, no one has come out and confirmed that there actually was a, a vaccine related subplot. Um, And it like this show already was pretty stretched thin on its material there was a lot of things that it just barely was able to to cover adequately and there's a lot of stuff i think it left underdeveloped and underfulfilled um for one thing i just don't see room for the the extra subplot i think well i mean it's i think it's a subplot that may have been literally just a few throwaway lines that explained Mm -hmm. what that was Mm -hmm. like maybe a scene in episode three or something that kind of explains that okay but uh, like it because obviously small enough that they could have written it out right. without sacrificing so much of the show. Right. But it feels like there's there are holes that that would kind of explain okay. a lot more of of like certain characters' opinions of things. Okay. Um. Because I've yeah I've heard the argument that the flag smashers kind of perspective didn't make sense, but they in episode four at some point they just kind of sit down and lay out what they think. Oh, by the way. Brilliant use of a or brilliant way to avoid post-it note theory or just literally any of that stuff where why don't they just talk about it because they did and it was so close. I love that scene so much. It was yeah. literally Sam not being a soldier, but being a, a person, a human yeah. and talking to her. And it was like, it was so close. Yep. And like, it, it was so good. And then dickweed shows up and <laughs> ruins everything. And like that that it all made sense that is a that is a very natural and real and good way of having that yep. particular catalyst work yeah because i mean you get attacked by someone you like, she, she genuinely thought that sam was in on it mm-hmm. reasonably so yeah because he got her guard down yeah and then she got attacked it's just it yeah <laughs> that's that's how batman would do it he'd go in and, and talk to him and try right. to talk him down like a human and then in the meantime he's sending around robin and red robin and batgirl to you know take him down from behind <laughs> exactly it's 
Uh, it was I I worshipped that scene. That was a really good scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was just and okay, yeah. So I just wanted to rave about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, their motivation. So you said in episode was that the scene that you were talking about where she just kind of uh, like lines it out? It, it comes it comes up in there. Um, there's a moment that I'm not I'm not remembering the specific context where they're just talking amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like look uh you know everyone got blipped away and the the world was better um borders were open and people uh were needed and people were wanted and people helped each other and it was a good time and then everyone came back and all of a sudden it's back to everyone's got their guard up and keeping their yeah. priorities in order and i thought okay yeah no that kind of that rings true that seems like an interesting unintended consequence of the rules right. of the universe they laid out and that's like i think the reason that i kind of i like the the pandemic thing is because that is really interesting, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a stage set for a thing to happen. That's fair, you know. It, yeah, give it, it it's a not tangible, it's not an yeah. inciting incident. It's which is redundant. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it it does need something tangible to latch the theme onto. I guess right, and I think that that's where that kind of that pandemic kind of mm-hmm. is, is that. Um, uh, what's the the scientific word it's the actual it's it's the weakness that lets it happen like when you so real quick when you shake up when you have a a, a bottle of coke or a bottle of soda and you mm-hmm. see all like the little bubbles on the thing and you like you flick it and they all like float to the top uh you that's you know the trick where if you shake up a can you like tap the top and then you can open it without it exploding mm-hmm. same thing uh what you're doing is you're taking all those bubbles and you're you're essentially dispersing the the uh the volatility of the soda mm-hmm. back into the soda okay because if you have those bubbles along the side that gives the <coughs> uh the carbon dioxide a point to actually pop mm-hmm. and so when those bubbles exist on the side and you open it up they all pop it like releases the pressure and they all pop and they, that's what causes it to explode right so you need one of those points the thing like you can mm-hmm. set the stage but you need yeah. one of those points to actually like ex- like let it explode and i think that's what that pandemic was intended to do okay um because again the vaccines was a weirdly specific thing they could have just said medicine but See, it was vaccines i i thought it my my take on that was like i mean vaccines get used as a, a throwaway background supply sometimes in these sorts of movies and stuff and i took it as just like yeah a, um kind of a subtle pro vaccine message just mm. like oh let's uh let's remind people that vaccines are good and useful right which would not which would be the most subtle message that this show did yep because oh my god they got a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it wasn't it wasn't the boys season 2 trump analogy the entire time that got mm-hmm. annoying this was look inward like it was it was yeah. a it was a message of look inward at national like nationalism mm-hmm. and like and think about it it wasn't yeah. you're wrong it's look what could happen ask questions ask questions uh yeah. which and it does a really good job of tying it to characters right exactly um, and giving and, those characters literally personifying yeah what they're trying to tell you in individual characters yep john walker I hate the character and I love the character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really weird thing to say cuz like casual moviegoers like don't really think of what that you hate the character for a reason. 
That's the point. Yep. It's just, it's fantastically written character. I hate the, I hate John Walker, but I like that character. Like the the point of it was just fantastic. And I think that his shield was too strong for how bad it was made. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Like (laughs) that thing should have shattered on the first punch. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought about that. Yeah. No, he's a, yeah, he's a, a great, terrible character. Right. And that's just such a good all of the the character interactions leading them to doing the next thing that they do were all very natural and real and it's yes you usually get a pretty good that mm-hmm. in shows and movies like that's yeah like in shows and movies you you're like yeah that that kind of makes sense but this this one every single step of the way you're like yep that is that is exactly how that would have gone mm-hmm. every single step. And I just, that's such a good show. I want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really care to watch WandaVision again, but this one, I actively want to go back and watch the entire thing. <clears throat> Man, you were just coughing up a storm today. It's like, it's, it's over the last hour too. Yeah. It wasn't before that. Drink your water. Going. You have been drinking your water. I've been, it's almost gone. <laughs> oh yeah. What a I, good show. Yeah. I do have my nitpicks with the ending. Um, love the suit love the dramatic <laughs> entrance yep but then they gave him like seven or eight hero moments and by about the seventh one i was like okay three more of these and we're gonna be in captain marvel territory yeah <laughs> and they did like one more and I was yeah like, okay we're good but it was kind of teetering on that edge i did have a little bit of a problem with how john walker was just totally good at the end he did one heroic thing and it just forgives all the garbage he did i don't think the show actively forgave him um it i say it more preserved the ambiguity um because kind of the whole point of his character is he's he's trying too hard to be good right he's still capable of doing good right but it it's going to lead him to some just it's going to lead him to some destructive choices right i think my i think the main problem i had was bucky just being like like palling around with him at the end a little bit. Yeah, that was a little that, false. Bucky, you would hate you hate <laughs> him. You'd punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I just didn't like them walking away and him making a joke to him, and I was like, that didn't. Uh, yeah. And then work. Nope. Right at the end too. Don't remember the joke, but I think it was funny. But it. it yeah. Yeah. Doesn't 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 matter. Um. And. The other thing I wanted to just a little bit complain about was Falcon's kind of grand speech on TV, or Captain America. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get used to that. Uh, Captain America's grand speech on TV. I liked the moment, but it was like there were some bits that were, that were a little on the nose and some bits that I think didn't track with the themes of it necessarily. Okay, yeah. Um, Like he's he's talking to these GRC guys and trying to get them to think about things. And they're like, look, we're doing our best. These are complicated issues. And he's like, no, they're not. And the whole point of the show is like, some they things are, are kind of complicated. complicated. Yeah. There's some gray areas there. Yeah. And so him marching well, I think, in there. I think part of that is that the root of the problem was not complicated, but it's become complicated because you thought it was more complicated than it was. You mm-hmm. They started <clears throat> relatively simple. Let's do this. Let's think about this start. But... I think maybe kind of his point was the fact that they, well, I mean, his, his biggest point was you're making decisions in a room with people like you. 
Right. You're not making decisions for the people. You're making decisions for yourself. Right. And I think that that's what it was. They're like, it's complicated. It's like, yeah, it's actually not as complicated as you think it is because you're trying to look top bottom mm-hmm. or top down, but with a blanket over the bottom. Okay. I agree with half of you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I I love the, yeah, you're just, you're people in a room. You're not mm-hmm. considering this from the right perspective. You're not thinking about this, but I don't see how that necessarily lends itself to a complicated simplicity. I mean, you're adding more viewpoints, more perspectives. You have to think about things in a more complicated way. Um, and it might just be personally, I was like, I don't, I don't love that message. Like, yeah, situations are messy. It's, it's not always black and white. Everything's trade-offs. Right. At the end of the day. But yeah, I, I liked most of the speech, but that, that particular moment, that particular tangent kind of mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way. That's fair. I'm particularly attached to loving that speech. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to die on this hill. <laughs> it would have been really easy to do it really badly, and they did it quite well. I'll say that. Yeah, it was a really good, like, it. speeches are rarely done well. Yep. Speeches can always just seem, because the, I think what made it work is it wasn't a speech. It mm-hmm. wasn't a guy standing up in front of everyone giving a speech. Right. He was talking to one or two people yeah. and talking directly to them about a problem that they directly are the only people that he can really talk to this about. Yeah. And talk to about this. Um, and so it made it, it was more of a monologue. It's, mm-hmm. it's like me when I get into a rant, I'm talking to you about something yeah. that you understand and it is a monologue. It is a speech. I mostly don't understand what you say. But. Right. Neither do I. <laughs> it's so it, it was less of a speech and more of just a ranting at something like bitching at somebody. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an elegant solution to the problem. You need to <clears throat> lay out some of these themes. How do you do it? You do it in a character driven monologue that right. depends on the people in the room. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so. So. That's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Boy, is it uh let's talk about some news let's do some news let's talk about some things that have happened well you mentioned the oscars i did that happened that happened no one cared nope it got like half it the looked viewers. a lot better than it usually does i think they <clears throat> needed to scale it down mm-hmm. because it's not just this giant stage production thing it's just people getting up and accepting awards like yeah. i think i they're gonna go back because the oscars don't know when to stop but right like, you know, I like the Oscars because it draws my attention to smaller movies that are good. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that any of those movies does it because art. Don't fight me on this. In the context of what we're doing, art is subjective. <laughs> oh, God, you actually got up now. <laughs> Go away. Um. I mean, it's you can't objectively say that any one of those movies is better than the others. Not in any definitive sense, no. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's just what producer sucked more dicks than the others, and so it's just I just I just use it. Oh, these are the five movies that were nominated for best picture. That's just five movies I go watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. I'm um, marginally less cynical about it than you, but I'm pretty cynical about it. Huh. I'm marginally less cynical about it than you, but I'm still cynical, cynical about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, that happened. Chadwick Boseman did not win Best Actor. A lot of people are upset about it. I mean, I, it's it's. I, I mean, don't know. I haven't seen who won Best Actor. Anthony Hopkins, the father. Uh, okay, but also have you have you seen the clips of that movie? 
I haven't. Oh, do you know? I've told, I think I've mentioned it in the podcast. Do you know what that's about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know, Anthony Hopkins played a grandfather in the movie called The Father, uh, who suffers from Alzheimer's. And the entire movie is put in his perspective of what it's like to have Alzheimer's. Mm hmm. Uh, where basically literally he'll be talking to his daughter and they'll turn and then he'll turn back and they switch out the actresses Mm -hmm. and he's like where did my daughter go and you as a viewer like where did his daughter go who is this person it puts you in that perspective and just his his performance i've seen clips of like they want him to move out of his flat they showed a clip of him moving out of his apartment and he's like i will not move out of this flat and his, his it's him being like a almost elder elder abuse but like not like mm-hmm. he's he's freaking out and he's being backed into this corner and losing yeah. control of his life and i've just seen clips of it mm-hmm. and it, it's such a compelling performance yep and every step of the way i think mean, i think he deserves it i mean it's sad that bozeman doesn't get a posthumous oscar i mean ledger got a posthumous yeah oscar but also what a freaking performance by ledger <laughs> but also you haven't seen ma rainey's that's Black true Bottom. i haven't I, I and that movie oh boy i talked about it when it came out but like it just kind of you know it goes along for the first 40 minutes or so it's fun we're having a good time everyone's everyone's likable mm-hmm. and then chadwick boseman just kind of takes over the movie mm. like he gives this emotional five minute speech that just like tears your soul out a little bit and stomps on it oh and then <laughs> it just start digs deeper into his character and stuff and it's a it's an incredible performance and i haven't seen the father yeah um i've won i the father shot to the top of my list mm-hmm. uh, i actually came across it on tiktok oh, hey. weirdly enough someone was saying hey this is why the father is great and i'm like that looks fantastic and i liked it so i'd, I'd keep mm-hmm. it uh yeah what a what an old person thing i just did i don't know why but the way i said <laughs> and i liked it like i made it a, a thing it's like, oh, how do I, uh, I, I like it so I can go back to it later. I'm such an old person. Yep. I'm totally. getting so old. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. 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 And the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Huh. Looks like a Marvel movie. Action looks fun. Action looks fun. Loving I the mean- Kung Fu style. Like, there's a couple of the flashback scenes where they're doing the whole like floaty thing and yeah. it looks really fun. And then it's kind of toned down and modernized, but still looks great. Yeah. The- I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not, <sighs> this is okay. So here's, I basically have three things for Mar- or three opinions for Marvel movies when it comes to them coming out. Okay. I'm either excited. I don't care. Or it's just, that seems like a Marvel movie that's going to be good. And I'm going to like it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. This is that like it, I'm not particularly like excited. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm excited culturally because hell yeah, Asian superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. It just looks like a classic, like a great Marvel movie. It just mm-hmm. looks like a, like what's a, what's a good example of just like a good Marvel, a Spider-Man homecoming. Sure. Good <laughs> Marvel movie. Yeah. Awesome. Not like the best, not bad, no. just a good Marvel movie. They've got the formula down and it just looks like that's Dr. Strange good movie yeah not i'm not gonna actively go watch it again but i'm not gonna avoid it by any means yeah uh i mean that would be what that's a seven probably for me yeah you're talking seven speak it seems like it's gonna be a seven seven eight yeah yeah no honestly the trailer lowered my expectations a bit Mm. um i was 
went from super hyped to i'm pretty hyped so he did so the 10 rings is mm-hmm. 10 literal rings on fingers of the, the guy and he can do different powers is that like a frost ring or some crap like yeah one of them can i think it can open a portal into deep space that just brings in <laughs> it freezes things because it's so cold all right comics uh, are weird yo yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but this this one it's like bracelets arm bracelets that do generic energy things yeah because it's a comic book movie yep not a comic book no, superhero movie remember the only comic book movie that exists is into the spider-verse right superhero movie right superhero no movie. it just looks it, it looks good i'm yeah. excited to see where they're gonna go like what they're gonna do with uh um any sort of teasers we're back to now that we're out of the infinity saga i'm mm-hmm. really excited for post credit scenes again yeah because now that because that's something that i noticed uh early on it was always teasing the next movie mm-hmm. the iron man trailer teased uh oh really avengers broadly yeah thor or uh hulk teased just Robert Downey Jr. being the, those two movies, the first two kind of te- teased the interconnectivity. Yep. Uh, then Thor teased Captain America. Captain America teased. Oh no, Iron, Iron Man, Man two, 2 the- teased Thor. Yeah. Captain America was literally just the trailer for Avengers, which was, I guess, fine. Uh, but then they were really teasing uh, just the next kind of the next person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always really liked that. And like, all. I don't really care about the funny gimmicky post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like the shawarma. Fine. Like, I know that happens. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to see what Shang-Chi can, what they, what they tease. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a new realm. It's a new phase. Yep. They, the Eternals coming in November. We don't, we have no idea what that movie's going to look like. I have absolutely no idea. So I'm excited to see what they, what they do with that and what, I mean, we've talked extensively about what we think they're going to do. We have a whole, I think, Minnesota on. Oh, no, we have a whole episode on what we expect Marvel to do next and what we hope for and stuff. But I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see what's coming, not necessarily for this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, look good. Yeah. I think at this point, it's probably still the Marvel. Well, no, because Spider-Man's coming this year. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Spider-Man's coming out in eight months is it yeah less we have nothing on we have the movie. title yeah well this pandemic really just screwed a whole bunch it's, yeah it's kind of funny yeah what else west side story trailer yeah steven spielberg yep looks like west side story sure does it looks almost like all the the shots that i could make out just looked like shot for shots of the what the one from the 70s 60s I think. 60s yeah sure looks like west side story cool how i met your father is coming to hulu what the f- starring hillary duff what <laughs> <laughs> i just realized i've been censoring like a lot of words i've been saying crap and stuff yeah i just dropped that one <laughs> just dropped that one i like to save my f-bombs like i give myself i like i give myself a pg-13 yeah like i give myself one or two and i save them for like the right moments like that that was an appropriate was moment genuinely shocked yeah hillary duff is she relevant no does this need to happen definitely not all right but it's gonna let's watch it yeah
I really like how I met your mother. It's Do you like the ending? Are you uh are you uh, hate the ending or are you uh the ending's fine or are you uh ignore the ending the show is good? <laughs> um Yes. All right. No, I um So the first time I watched the I've I've seen it all the way through twice and I've seen bits and pieces at various other points. Um, the first time through, I didn't like the ending, but it wasn't like Man in the High Castle stupefyingly dumb. Right. Um, the second time through, I was like, knowing that it was coming, I was like, okay, I can kind of see the groundwork here. Um, I think it's the wrong ending for the show, but it's a forgivable error because they kind of wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. Because um, they had to have the final scene with the same kid actors so they had to have written that by like i think they had it written by the end of season two. Oh, jesus and so then they had seven more seasons of the characters growing and changing and their relationships growing and changing yeah and it, um and so the ending was the ending to a slightly different show mm. it does kind of work within the context of the original one if you're expecting it yeah but as a surprise it's dumb gotcha it wasn't i don't think it was supposed to be such a surprise okay they were they're they probably intentionally left hints and stuff leading to it, but then yep. accidentally left better hints to a different ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've seen most of the show here and there. Like I know what the show is and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. You would honestly probably enjoy it more than oh, you I, think you would. I know. I know. I enjoy it. Like yeah. I, there was no, nothing about it that I didn't enjoy it. But I, you would love the nuance and the little details that come back six seasons later. And Oh Yeah. How how much this I don't know. How much does the slap uh spread? Many seasons. Okay. Cuz I've seen like yeah. the clips of those so I know when those happen and how they play out and stuff and it looks I know that I like the show. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance to watch it all the way through. Yeah. Um It's like I guess Friends. No. Yeah. I like this more than I like Friends. I've, I've seen episodes of Friends and they all seem like the same yeah, episode over I've, and over I've again. watched a half dozen episodes of Friends over people's shoulders and I don't care enough to start it. Yeah. Sorry if you like Friends. I'm not that sorry. Yeah. Sorry if you were a uh, mid-twenties, uh, mid-twenties to late-thirties white female. Because <laughs> that's mostly the audience for Friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to say something about Man in the High Castle. Oh. It does one of my pet peeves in shows, and I didn't. I generally don't think of myself as someone who has many pet peeves. I try to be either just forgiving or ignoring. I have so many pet peeves. This one really gets to me. <laughs> so, this happens so many times in this show where. Um, so, there's a. At one point in season four, there's a dramatic scene between Kido and his son, mm-hmm. and they're talking Japanese, and it's getting very heated. And then, right at the very climax, the crucial they line Say English. Dramatic English. Yep. And it's, it's jarring. That also bothers me too. Yeah. It's because they don't, it's like, why is that the, like, it, they flip, flip it. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting intense. You, you, you settle into your natural language when you get angry. So yeah, it's shout out to daredevil season one, especially for doing a really good job of using native languages natively. Hmm. That was one thing that stuck out to me about that show. Long time ago. Man, I really need to watch that show again. I need to, yeah. I need to get Hannah through it at some point, but like, it's so tense, it's hard on her. Oh, yeah. She doesn't love tension. Same with Kaylin. Yeah. 
but we'll do it. We're going to get there. The uh, the car door scene is what was. Uh, yeah. She has explicitly said that's the scene that turned her away. Mm-hmm. Was that scene. So. I, I think I think Hannah said something Because that's towards the end of season one. No, it's what? like four episodes in. God, really? Yeah. I haven't seen the show in I so long. I think it's long. the end of episode four. Okay. So she didn't get very far. No. It doesn't really get that much better. I mean, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> yes, no, but but it doesn't get much, it doesn't get uh, much lenient uh, on, yeah, more on the gore. <laughs> Any other news uh, that matters? Jan Nepomniachtchi won the uh, Candidates Chess Tournament. He'll face Magnus Carlsen for the World Championship in November. Oh, good for him. Good luck. He won't be allowed to play under the Russian flag because Russia has a, an international ban from uh, World Championship competition like the olympics because of doping it's not just a chess thing it's like an olympics thing oh yeah that is hilarious yeah so he russia really needs to get its (laughs) shit figured out so he's gonna play just can't play the like magnus carlson will be there with the norwegian flag and they'll play the norwegian anthem at the opening ceremony and and he'll just be there like jan nepomnishi's gonna be there just i'm gonna play chess (laughs) here's the play chess yep i mean I can't can't talk in Russian accent because it will make me Russian, and I cannot play if they are Russian. <laughs> he can't speak Russian. <laughs> like the whole language, everything about it is banned. Yep. All so, right, that'll be fun. Got that to look forward to. It'll be a good matchup. That's uh, we did some good watchman updates and some newses. Yes, we did. What's we do? What we do? What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to talk about alternate histories. We're going to talk, it's a, it's a massive, Woo! it's a massive topic. So we're going to focus in a little bit more on uh, Man in the High Castle specifically and a little more broadly, uh, World War II, what if the Nazis won, basically. Yeah. Why is it always Nazis? Why is it? Because it's Nazis a lot of the time. It's Nazis a lot of the time. Shout out to Carter Owens, by the way, our mm-hmm. friend Carter Owens for Absolutely. suggesting this idea. What a uh, mensch. Huh? What a mensch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's his, literally he said, alternate histories, why always Nazis was basically his actual, mm-hmm. actual message. And so, yeah, we're going to explore why is it always Nazis? I have a really boring answer for you, bud. But Me we'll too. get into it. I, I also have my own answer. Hopefully they're different so that we can, it's more discussion than just. It's okay. I have some other ways we can spice this up a little okay, bit. Okay, cool. <clears throat> All right. Well, shoust we? We shoust. Thanks everyone for listening to us babble about the things we find interesting and what you've been up to is in the news. Uh, if you've got any thoughts about that, you can let us know. Uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. Uh, we're on Instagram, also at Justice Losers Pod. Mention that up top. Check out our highlights. Preston's going to remember to start putting some stuff on there. I'm pointing at him dramatically so he knows. I'm reading a magazine. He's distracted. It doesn't count. Um, we have a, an email, JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com, where if you could explain what the absolute balls was going on at the end of man in the high castle the tv show let me know because i'm just mystified i'm i'm not mad i'm just disappointed (laughs) although i didn't really have any expectations to begin with so i'm not even that uh if you enjoyed this, check out our next episode. We were just talking about that a little bit. Uh, that'll be coming soon on anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio are the ones that I can always remember off the top of my head, but that's really about it. Um, so look forward to that. And then, yeah, I think that's probably everything I'm supposed to say. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 I didn't have an instrument ready. <laughs> I know. <laughs>